Hello everyone, and welcome to Queer Beats to Overanalyze and Get Anxious To. This is a music podcast that focuses on artists that aren't heterosexual and or cisgender. I'm your queer host, Ben Wayne, and I use he-him pronouns. Now, let's talk some tunes. Today's episode is about the 2019 album Flamboyant by Dorian Electra. They identify as gender fluid and use they them pronouns, so that's what I will be using for the remainder of this episode. Electra is a singer-songwriter and this is their first album, but they've been active in performing since at least 2010. In their own words, they've described this album as exploring different masculine characters and tropes, and these themes are also expanded upon with their follow-up album, My Agenda, which, side note, is really good as well. It's a lot more aggressive in the form of hyperpop, if that's what you're into. Um, And I may even talk about it in a future episode. Now, why did I pick this album? Well, I picked this because A, it was self-released, and I know that from what research I did find that they weren't hurting for money, so that definitely helps, but I do really like the fact that this is an album that gained a lot of notoriety and attention, and it was self-released. I think it's very cool to know that we live in a day and age now where there is a lot less gatekeeping when it comes to releasing music. If people have access to the equipment, they can make songs and release it all on their own. I think that's a really cool way for more fringe artists to get their work out there. So I found that really cool and I think that's really neat that they were able to record this themselves and release it themselves. They did the same with their second album, so more power to them. And also, like, I know the other episode where I was talking about Adam Lambert's first album, again, it was just a really good album for me to experience as a cis man to be confronted with views on toxic masculinity and performative masculinity and what it means to be masculine and kind of has like a little bit of a whimsical look at that. There are a few songs that I'm going to break down and look into a little bit more. Please feel free to pause this and listen to the album, or if you've never listened to it and you just want to hear me talk, that's very flattering to my ego. So the songs I'm going to go over uh, are Daddy Like, Emasculate, Flamboyant, and Adam and Steve. So we'll start with Daddy Like. The lyrics in this go on about uh, Daddy wanting to find someone to spoil on top of being supporting and loving. Now, I'm not sure about you, but a very common connotation for a daddy is a muscular cis man that is hairy, domineering, controlling, and also very well off. And so I think it's really cool that Dorian Electra, who is genderqueer, or I'm sorry, gender fluid, is able to present this kind of aura of a daddy because I think that's the biggest difference is that, you know, a true daddy is also a caregiver. So, you know, they talk about wanting to support someone, be it financially or, you know, through love and respect. And I also think it's a really cool way to highlight there isn't anything morally, quote unquote, wrong for a relationship that also includes some form of dynamic in which money is involved. Again, if both parties are consenting, then who are we to judge and be shitty about that? You know what I mean? And I think it's also really cool that a lot of their music they have done music videos for, and they're all very gaudy and very, um, flamboyant which is very cool and so i encourage you to look at their videos after this or before this or you can pause me right now and do it that's totally fine i like that you know they're not trying to be anything other than the gender fluid person they are meaning that with this song in particular they're showing that a daddy can have 
you know, a slimmer frame can be less hairy, can be less quote unquote intimidating, but still have that presence of consensual power and support. And I think that's really, I just think it's really impactful for a lot of queer people to see that regardless of how you identify, I I think personally, daddy can be much more of a umbrella term and however you want to use it. Like, what does daddy mean to you? What is a daddy to you? You know? So I found that really, really cool. And I thought that was really nice. And also, you know, the song's a bop. Next up, we have the song that's directly after that on the album called Emasculate. Now, this takes on the view of toxic masculinity in the form of the person themselves being the victim of this. I think it's a really interesting way to look at it because it's all internal and not external, not like, oh yeah, society's bad and made me this way. It's more of just like the narrator feels trapped in their own conditioning that they have. I think it's interesting and maybe maybe not really intentional, but a lot of toxic masculinity is also weaved hand in hand in with average cisgender heterosexual men being man children in that they rely on their partners to be their parents and take care of them. And so I think it's interesting that this whole song is, again, putting that responsibility externally for someone to fix this issue that only they have the full power to fix. And I think that's a really interesting play on that of how it's, you know, this this person is torn between like, I know my hyper-masculinity is toxic and it's poisoning me, but I still am not at a place where I can work on this myself and so I need someone else to fix it for me. And I also think it's just really interesting to focus on the internal aspect of that kind of stuff. I mean, I grew up being socialized as male and although I'm not nearly as like hyper-masculine or toxic in most ways. I'm sure there's shit I have to work on still. We're, we're always learning and growing, but growing up, boys don't cry. And I'm a huge crybaby. I cry all the time. And it's great now as an adult, but as a kid, I was made fun of all the time. And, you know, there's that stigma that if you cry, you're weak if you're a boy for whatever reason, or like you're not supposed to be emotional and you're supposed to be borderline abusive to other people. It's a, it's a whole shit show. So, you know, it's interesting to empathize with the narrator when they're talking about just like, I'm so sick of this. Like I'm so done. Just like fucking castrate me. They say, I, I believe they say literally castrate me or cut the man right out of me because it's just so damaging to them. The next song is Flamboyant. I think this is a wonderful song that is a celebration of queer identity, and I mean specifically queer identity, not cis gay identity, meaning that I feel like this song is very blatant in the way that it embraces both the feminine and the masculine forms of how people can express themselves. Almost like, I don't want to say anthem because that seems kind of cheesy, but it's just a very powerful song that's just unapologetic. Like, they open... They open the song saying they're a very flaming, flammable guy. That has been used in the past as a derogatory term to call, I'm using air quotes here, overly um, feminine gay men as flamers. And here's Dorian Electric just going straight up like, yeah, I am a flamer and I'm totally fine with it. I love the lyric in particular of no taste for subtlety and no time for restraint because it directly calls out the faux supporters that are okay with non-hetero people as long as they don't express their identity too much. God forbid someone be too gay or too queer or too lesbian or too trans or too non-binary or too anything that's not cis or 
hetero. And so I just like that it's in, in a way a call to action of, no, I'm not going to be subtle. I'm not going to be restrained by being who I am. If this is what makes me feel good, this is what I'm going to do. The the chorus of I'm flamboyant, I go all the way. It's just like, yeah, go all the way, go as, as wild as you want. If it makes you feel good, it makes you feel happy in your own body. And I also think it's really interesting, that lyric of the no taste for subtlety and no time for restraint, because, you know, it's obscene or wrong, and again, air quotes and heavy sarcasm, when a non-heterosexual person expresses any feelings of affection towards another non-heterosexual person or non-cis person, straight people are able to kiss, make out in public, hold hands, hug, cuddle, do whatever they want, but somehow them doing that is not that subtle and that's okay but if anything outside of that is done of holding hands or kissing or showing affection whoa whoa calm down that's way too much why do we have to restrain ourselves when the assumed norm is by contrast very explicit and again the the term flamboyant i'm going to go back to it i love that it is a proud and embrace of the feminine aspect of queerness because of there is a lot of internalized homophobia and misogyny in particularly the cis gay male community about you know if you act too femme then you're not a real man and like oh i don't date femmes because i'm gay for a reason that kind of bullshit reasoning of also toxic masculinity and i can only speak from my own experience in that regard because i have experienced that with some people yeah it's just nice to have a song that's just straight I'm just like, no, fuck you. I'm going to be flamboyant. I'm going to do whatever I want. And I'm not going to censor or cover myself because you may be uncomfortable with your own bullshit. That's just really nice. And the last song that I'm going to look into is Adam and Steve, which is a beautiful challenge to the belief held by many that anyone outside of the gender binary and or don't identify as heterosexual are not truly God's children. I would not be surprised if you are familiar with the anti-LGBTQIA protests of it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, which who cares? Like just because Eve is traditionally like a feminine name, like maybe Eve in the garden didn't identify as female. Like did they even have that concept of male and female when they were created supposedly? I don't know. I'm not as versed in religion, but I do really like that it's kind of using that phrase and charging it with more emotional power because Dorian Electra also weaves in with the chorus of, and God made me and he loves me and he loves me. And they repeat that because that is on a lot of religious merch and on a lot of songs and albums of, well, God made me, God made you in his image and God's wonderful and you are God's creation and perfect. So then by that logic, doesn't that mean that everyone who exists as they are, are loved and a perfect creation? Like I don't, I, or I fail to see how they don't see a disconnect. I also like that at one point they bring up how people can obsess over the non-issue of queerness and shed light that often when people are so anti-LGBTQIA+, they're probably projecting their own shit onto you because you are expressing something that either they hate, they don't understand, or they never want to address. And so, you know, we become the targets. I think it's just really powerful that the narrator is challenging those, I'm assuming Christians, again, 
not super into a lot of religion. If you believe it, cool. But I, I think the direct challenge at the hypocrisy of that, of these people are claiming they follow God and follow these beliefs of love, but then call anyone who doesn't fit into their very narrow worldview of what a person is quote-unquote supposed to be, then that person is an abomination, and how that is a logical fallacy, and it doesn't really make any sense. Maybe I'm reading too much into that, but then again, that's what this podcast is about me rambling about music. I also think that the production on this album is really good. It's a really cool blend of... The thought of Mozart comes to mind because at one point they, at the beginning of Flamboyant, they play a little piano ditty that just makes me think of Mozart. I think I read somewhere that it, some people are identifying a few songs on this album as like Baroque pop, which I don't really know fully what that means. I understand like how it's hyper pop in the sense of like it's, it's aggressive and the songs are shorter most of the time and it kind of plays with different genres within the same song. And yeah, I think if this has piqued your interest, I strongly, strongly recommend you check out the album and their videos because their videos are amazing. They're they're very flashy and I, I haven't even had a chance to touch on the fact that like Dorian Electra openly shows their body without a binder, without anything to compress their chest. They, they fully are just like, this is my body and I don't identify as male or female, so fuck your gender norms. I'm going to dress how I want and I'm going to show what I want, which I think is really cool. So yeah, if you're looking for that kind of representation or just something to check out, I highly recommend you do it. And if you like the videos, if you thought they were really intense, if they made you uncomfortable or whatever, feel free to reach out to me. Now it's time for me to wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening, and please feel free to reach out with your own interpretations, opinions, or queer music recommendations. I always welcome recommendations. You can reach me on Twitter at Queer Beats. I'm also on Instagram as Queer Beats Podcast. Or you can send me an email to queerbeatspodcast at gmail.com. I hope you have a great day, and you keep those positive vibes going. Take care.